Hello. Welcome and thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast, The God Beyond the Bible. Our podcast is released weekly each Friday. The content of each episode is based on the questions and curiosities we all have about God and the Bible. Many of our topics are considered taboo in the minds of the mainstream church. You will find our discussions to be, I think, refreshing and often far from traditional. But we don't just skirt around these complex issues, but confront them head on, and not in the way you're used to hearing them discussed on typical Christian talk shows. I'm Alan Rowland, creator and host of The God Beyond the Bible. As of the launch of this podcast, I've been a pastor for more than 35 years. My co-host is my daughter, Trayson, and our engineer, co-producer, is my daughter, Tabitha. Our mission is to encourage our audience, along with us, to open our minds to the reality that God is simply too big to be fully explored or experienced by the reading and studying of a single ancient work. In short, the Bible's not the sum of God, and to think this is to limit what He has done, is doing, and what He will do in our future. So with introductions made, thank you for listening, and let's dive into the topic of the day. All right, welcome Seekers to episode 52 of God Beyond the Bible, the podcast by Seekers and for Seekers. And if all goes as planned, this episode should release on December 27th. This is our final episode for the year 2019, and it marks one one full year for us here at God Beyond the Bible. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have, even though it has taken a wee bit more effort and dedication than we anticipated. And uh, we've been blessed, and hopefully our efforts have blessed you. And let me say right here, before we go any further in our introduction, uh, just and we'll tell you again before this is over, but now the month of January, we're going to be revisiting, right? Yes. We're going to be rerunning, mm-hmm. but but revisiting the the five most popular episodes and that we've got the most response and everything from so uh tracing will kind of figure that out and it'll just be it may appear so and so revisited or something like that on the title however she decides to do it but if it sounds familiar it's probably because it is yeah and for a room full of procrastinators we did great getting through a whole year oh yeah but even though we're recording this one on christmas eve and it's going to release two days after christmas (laughs) (laughs) okay so we started this podcast with a mission and a few goals our first, our first goal has been to encourage our listeners to think for themselves, especially when it comes to such an important issue as your personal spirituality. Another goal has been to counter the efforts of those in times past and today alike who want to promote the collection of works that we call the Bible as being the sum of God. And much of this has been accomplished through the ages by giving it man-made titles such as divine and the word of God and sacred scriptures and like. And we believe that by exalting this single collection of works of history, poetry, and prophecy to the level of the divine, it's actually substituting this book for a personal and present relationship with our loving and living God. In other words, we spend our lives reading what others throughout history have written about God in place of seeking out a personal, spiritual relationship with Him. Our religious leaders today are constantly encouraging us to know about God, but they're offering little in the terms of actually knowing God. Right. Uh, And we repeat what we've stated over and over in this podcast. The writers who have been chosen by men to make up the content of the Bible were indeed inspired. Uh, They're inspiring, but they were by no means divine themselves. Their writings were influenced by the religious, political, social, and cultural backgrounds. 
Okay, so after that somewhat lengthy introduction, we're going to move on. Last episode, we had a lot of fun discussing the origins and evolution of our modern customs and traditions surrounding the celebration of Christmas. In fact, I think our last three episodes have been dedicated to the theme of Christmas. I think so. And this week, as the calendar dictates, the year 2019 is quickly coming to a close. And we're about to plunge into not just a new year, but a new decade. The year 2020. We've burned through two decades of this century already. And where is it gone? I have no idea. I don't have any idea. And I do want to pause here and give a couple of shout outs. Yes, that's right. Yeah. We have one to Tony and one to the Center Grove Baptist Church. All right. Great to have you guys guys. on board. Yeah. All right. Great to have everybody, everyone. Uh, Well, this is the time of year that many, if not most of us, take inventory of our lives. I think that's important. Some people say, I just don't think about it. But I think we all in those quiet times and we seek to make adjustments and improvements in hopes of making our life in the future a little better i'm a firm believer you know some people will call it karma some will call it but, but you know what we do today dictates what our life mm-hmm. will be a year from now you reap go. what you sow that's well it is yeah it's that and that is a biblical principle mm-hmm. no matter what title you give it Okay, so we would like to use a little excerpt from the doctor, research, author, and historian Luke to get our minds in the right place and collect our thoughts on this topic. See, Luke ends the second chapter of his gospel account with these words. It's in Luke chapter 2, verses 51 and 52. Mm -hmm. And it says, Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother Mary stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, and he grew in favor with God and the people. Now, if you read the verses leading up to this, Luke gives us the only event recorded between Jesus' birth and the beginning of his ministry at or about the age of 30. Only Luke records this event, and again, it is evident that he has received this historical account from Mary herself. Mm-hmm. The event we speak of, only recorded by Luke, is where Joseph and Mary have left Jerusalem following the Passover festival to journey back home to Nazareth. After about a day's journey back towards home, they discover that Jesus isn't among the group traveling with them towards home. Panic-stricken, they head back towards Jerusalem to search for him, and after about a three-day overall period, they finally find him in the temple among the teachers and elders listening and talking to them who, by the way, were amazed at Jesus' skill and knowledge concerning religious matters. Perhaps if your child is the son of God, you really don't have to fret over his activities yeah, so about much, his you know? But that, that was pretty, and a lot of people, we never read on, in Luke chapter 2, we'll do the Christmas thing, and then we don't sure, read to the right, end of it. Right. I just, I love about the story. Can you imagine the conversation that happened here in this story? Wait a minute, Joseph, where's Jesus? Yeah, I thought he was with you. Well, we thought he was with the, some of the other family because probably, as we talked about in one of the deals, yeah. is they were traveling there for this they uh, were a census. It would have been a lot of family yeah. traveling the same direction. So that that could easily happen. It might have been, this may have been where they got the home alone. No, I'm just, <laughs> Maybe it I'm just, was. <laughs> just teasing. Okay, Tracy, I think that's so, you. So with that said, Let's look a little closer at the verse that most of us just skim over and don't lend much credence to. In verse 52, it reads, And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Now, if you think about it, 
this pretty much covers the gamut concerning our human development, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. He grew in wisdom. Now, that's mind development and expansion. Right. He grew in stature. That's his physical development, his health. He grew in favor with God. That's spiritual development. And he grew in favor with all the people. And that's his relationship with others. Right. So, in other words, from the age of 12 on, Jesus continued to learn and expand his mind. He continued to develop in the area of physical health. He grew in his relationship with God. This statement alone could raise uh, a lot do, of do questions. A, do a whole episode on that, yeah. <laughs> and he developed healthy and meaningful relationships with family and community. So if you think about it as human beings, our future happiness and a well-balanced life is dependent on our continued development in these same four areas of life. And with that thought, the groundwork has been laid for segment two of episode 52 of God Beyond the Bible. And welcome, fellow seekers, to part two of episode 52, the final episode of the year 2019 of the podcast God Beyond the Bible the podcast made by Seekers and for Seekers. Today, as we approach the end of a year and the end of a decade, we are focusing on taking inventory of where we are in life and looking at what adjustments we might make in an effort to help us end the next year nearer to where we want to be in life. So Luke indicated that there were four major areas of life that Jesus grew and developed in. And we'd like to take the position that development in these four areas are essential to our future health and happiness, regardless of our age of 12 or 112. Mm-hmm. And let's begin with the first of the four areas of development mentioned by Dr. Luke. He said, Jesus grew in wisdom. Uh, we'll call it growing our mind, or if you will, expanding our minds. And just as a footnote, the Greek had a couple distinct words concerning mind development. They were gnosis and epinosis. Gnosis indicates learning or knowledge, while epinosis indicates wisdom or the ability to properly apply knowledge to real life. Now, this is a simple layman's definition. If you're a Greek word scholar, we apologize if we oversimplified that definition. <laughs> I can see all the Greek scholars yeah. there. <laughs> the yeah. So the first area we want to look at in reference to taking inventory of our life is, did we learn any new things in 2019? And if we did, did we figure that knowledge into real life application? I am a fount of useless knowledge. We know. (laughs) (laughs) So very little of it can really be applied in real life situations. Well, I can say in my, I can say in my case, I I learn something almost every day. I mean, I do. do. But then, as I told you before, I have to forget two things I already knew. Yeah. But no, I am. That's the exciting thing. I'm at a place in life. If I want to learn about something, I can just do it. I'll just think of the era we live in. Just get on. I mean, who doesn't? Let's go ahead and say it. Just look on YouTube. You don't know how it's done? Look on YouTube at somebody that's doing it. There's a second part of that question. Tabby or tracing somebody. And the second part of that question (laughs) might be, what might I do to expand my mind in the coming year? and convert it to some real-life application. And that is a good question. You say, well, wait a minute. I've learned everything I need to learn. I don't need to learn anything new. But Well, you'll stagnate. You will. I mean, you're right where you'll always be in life. (laughs) Like my husband, Steve, just decided a couple of years ago that he was going to watch some videos about doing leather work. Mm -hmm. And now he 
does it regularly and he's quite good at it yeah. and it's all been just from it has learning a, leather a little shop bit at a time. And yeah yeah so experts will tell us that our brain is like any other part of our body it needs to be challenged and exercised without being judgmental or harsh because i am as bad as anybody uh, yeah, me too <laughs> simply gazing at the activity of others on a glowing screen for entertainment may not fulfill that need. <laughs> in reality, we're becoming more and more dependent on technology to remind us, inform us, and think for us that we may find ourselves in danger of being helplessly deficient at functioning without it. In other words, we don't really commit things to memory or take the time to learn them. We just need to remember how to refer back to it. And I always wonder, is this, you know, I'm a conspiracy person. Is this a setup? Is it a setup for society? What happens if all of the phones, all the technology gets shut down? Just You know, uh, Ted Koppel, I've lent uh, some friends of mine a deal. Ted Koppel uh, wrote a book. I've got it on tape or CD. Mm -hmm. It's called Lights Out. And that's his whole thing. He thinks that there will come a time that we'll have a failure in the technology by mm -hmm. some means right. or another and probably by power sabotage, a sabotage of our power grid. And he said, people are just going to be, I mean, I can just almost imagine people just standing around looking at their phones. Oh, yes. There will definitely be those who don't. Yeah. No. And to a degree, I'm one of those. Of course, I'm also the same person who will turn a light switch on 10 times knowing the power's on. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, wisdom begins with curiosity. Now, this is my thoughts on it. We need to seek out some area of life that interests us, that we find fascinating and exciting, and dedicate ourselves to research and learn about it. It may be nature or some natural phenomenon or astronomy and space or geography, science, music, poetry, archaeology. The list uh, of possibilities is endless. Perhaps you love bird watching. There's much to learn about how our world, our world works, observing and learning how these or any creatures live and survive. Mm -hmm. The main key is that we actually take the time to expand our mind with intelligent thought and theory not merely exist as an intellectual parasite that merely feeds on whatever buffet the media sets before us. Be curious, investigate, learn, and apply. It's all part of the de of developing the mind. It's called wisdom. And I had to really, I have this issue when I do things that are creative mm -hmm. because I have this tendency to, I want to learn how to do something and then I want to learn how to do something else. Yeah. And so I'm kind of a jack of all trades, master well, of none. Well, I do that. I've done that pretty well all my life. Just if it's curious, I want to see if I can do it. Okay, I can do that. So yeah. So now I want to learn let's something. Move, let's move on and learn something else. <laughs> so the second part of Luke's list of development is that Jesus grew in stature, or he developed physically. To use the word "grew" means he developed in a positive way. There are things that life throws at us that we can't do anything about. But let's be honest, guys. We can make some small adjustments to our lifestyle that can have some long-term positive effects on our overall health and well-being. A doctor once said, actually said it to me. I didn't know that I'd get this line, but he actually mm. said it to me. A doctor once told me that as Americans, we live lifestyles that over long periods of time have negative effects on our health. And then when those complications develop, we don't really want to change our lifestyle we want a pill that we can take that will miraculously reverse the results of poor lifestyle choices. And we get angry with the doctors when we don't get the results we want. Right. I had a doctor tell me a couple of years ago. She said, honey, I want to tell you something because I'm 
by no means an extremely healthy person and I make <laughs> poor food choices. But she said, honey, I want to tell you something. One bowl of ice cream didn't get you where you are. And one salad's not going to get you where you want to be. Well, that's good. That's harsh. <laughs> that's harsh, it is. isn't it? But, but it's she good. said it in a loving way. She meant yeah, it. Yeah, she meant it. Yeah. She cared. The truth is no one else is going to take the responsibility of living a healthier life. And there is no miracle pill that will reverse a lifetime of poor health habits. In the words of the late George Jones, I am living and dying with the choices I've made. And Luke states that Jesus grew or increased in favor with God. Now, without going down any rabbit holes, y'all, Dad, (laughs) (laughs) with the possible theories that statement could give rise to, let's just focus on what it says. Jesus grew spiritually. We may put great emphasis on mental development or physical development, but our spiritual development is just as important as any of the other areas that Luke recorded. Of course it is. Spiritual development can come from many sources in many ways. It may be reading. It may be praying. It may be meditating. It may be helping others to, uh, you know, in volunteering or getting involved in what you think is a worthy mission. Mm-hmm. Whatever course we choose, one-fourth of our future happiness is dependent on spiritual growth. That's right. And Luke states that Jesus grew in favor with all people. If you think about it, our whole life is about human relationships of one type or another. And how we develop our skills at relating to others is going to play a huge role in overall peace and happiness in our life. Again, in our digitally connected world, our personal people skills are really at risk of suffering. (laughs) People who never develop the technique and skills to relate and operate in the world with others, even those who may not share our personal views or interests, are overall lonely and miserable people, and we have all met some. Oh, well, mm-hmm. and we all know some people, and sometimes over when we've had a really bad encounter with this, like, I'd just like to withdraw from the world and not have anything to do. But, you know, guys, people skills are very important. Yeah. Uh, to are. me, people skills, and I've told these girls that growing up, told you girls that growing up, but uh, I, I've, I've taught you how to have people skills. People skills will take you much farther than the best education in the world. Mm. Yes. yes. I'm not downplaying education. No, I'm just no. saying that I know people that are really smart and have zero people skills. Mm-hmm. Now, think about it this way. Jesus was God. That's what we're told. He didn't need to be liked or approved of anybody. Yet, it was important for him to develop strong and long-lasting human relationships. That's family, community, friends, and alike. And on that note, we will pause and return with part three of episode 52 with a few little tips that might help 2020 be an overall happier and more prosperous year. And welcome back, Seekers, to the final segment of the final episode for the year 2019 of God Beyond the Bible. And just to remind you guys one more time, throughout the month of January, we are going to be playing our kind of the best of, our most popular episodes. Five, five episodes, yeah, five, five Fridays, episodes. five Fridays in January. And we'll be back with some fresh content in February. And uh, hope you enjoy. If you're like me, the one of the reasons we're doing this, we're right in the middle of some big projects right now. Yes. And then the other thing is, is that 
most folks seldom go back and pick up another episode and re-listen to it as inspiring as it may be. I'm bad about it. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I always, moving, the new one. always moving on to the next one. So anyway, hopefully that'll work out for all of us. Uh, today's topic is taking inventory and making adjustments to our life to move us towards a happy, healthier, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually life and uh, spiritually better life in the new year. We discussed the four areas of life that Luke spoke of um, that we believe are essential to living a balanced, all-around happier life. They are mental development, wisdom, physical development, health, spiritual development, relationship with God, interaction with other people, human relationships. And we believe that positive development in each of these four areas of our lives will lead to a happier, more peaceful, and prosperous life. So here are a few tips that might help us all to be more successful in our attempts to grow in each of these areas of human development. Okay, and we're going to start with tip number one. Understand that as human beings, we are creatures of habit. Everything we do in our daily routine is a, is a developed habit. With that said, we're naturally resistant to any change that causes us to have to think or function differently than that to which we are accustomed. In short... We may not be happy with the direction certain areas of our life are taking, but we don't like change either. Now, this is important to keep in mind as we set goals. And I have to kind of dive in here. Do you know why that is? That it's so hard for us to change our routine? Because we're creatures of habit. (laughs) The neurons in your brain that fire when you do something over and over actually create tiny little grooves and pathways in your brain so that it's like shortcuts. And we talked about that in one episode. Mm-hmm. So they have to like get a new synapses. Yeah, you stuff. actually have to. I was completely... thinking you're just too far away from your microphone. Oh. Debbie, you were away. Sorry. You were a long ways away from your microphone. You actually there. have to reprogram and create new pathways in your brain. That's why it's so hard to change old habits. And that is. And I can understand. That's understandable because we're, you know, so just, you know, just understand it, nothing, no change is going to come easy. No. At first. No. And tip number two is to set realistic goals. Factoring in our natural resistance to lifestyle change, set realistically obtainable goals. In wisdom, to say that I'm going to master quantum (laughs) physics by the end of 2020, (laughs) it's not realistic, nor is it likely obtainable. To say that I've always wanted to read a particular book or learn about a particular topic is more realistic. That's more, and that's what often people do. I'm going to be back. Well, we'll talk about that, but I'm going to get back in my prom dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so let's talk about stature. Not me, not me personally. <laughs> you don't want to be back <laughs> no. in your prom dress. Back in talking about stature or physical development, you know, saying I'm going to go from couch potato to running a marathon in 2020 or from my current 300 pounds to a high school graduating weight of 130 by the end of this year is not really a realistic goal. That's not realistic at all. But to say that I'm going to start walking regularly, to set a goal of being able to walk or bicycle a distance that would be nearly impossible today or tomorrow is realistic. That's that's realistic. And, you know, I, I want to say this. Um, who was it? What was the guy? I was trying to think of what his name. He had a little program that come on, a little tips on the radio. Usually on Christian radio, it said Tiny Steps. I can't remember who he was, but I remember the yeah. program. I, and I keep thinking it was the, the Thomas guy. But anyway, Marlo Thomas's dad. Well, anyway, 
I don't know. But it was called Tiny Steps. Mm-hmm. But what we do is, is we just move the gauge a little. You know, we want to we want to romp the gauge all the way. I'm looking at a needle on a gauge is what I'm thinking. And you want to romp the gauge of it. Just move it a little in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people get, I do. I make too many goals right for the new year. And then I'm trying to change too many things at once. And, and your body just goes into shock. Yeah. Your, everything mm-hmm. goes into shock. Okay. And as far as favor with God or relationships with other people, becoming Pope or president might not be realistic (laughs) either. You don't know what I can do. But you get the point. You're right. So let's go to tip number three. After factoring in our natural resistance to any change in lifestyle, no matter how small, and setting realistic and obtainable goals in each of the four areas of life, tip number three is keeping a progress record. A journal, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it may read like this. Today, I substituted grapes and baby carrots for my usual mid-morning snack of chips and soda. These tiny steps and complimenting ourselves in our journal for those accomplishments can work wonders for our overall confidence and encouragement to move ahead. And remember, of course, you know, we keep going back to the diet thing. That seems to be this time of year. That's the thing. No one of these areas is more important than the other no. area but it seems like that's an area where we really have real difficulty with because it's a mental thing it is it yeah. is a it is a mental thing emotional well, and mental thing and i have a friend and we were actually discussing this a couple of weeks ago because we were talking about end of the decade and she has really severe clinical depression mm-hmm. and one of the things that she does is before the first of the year she makes out a list of things that she wants to do And with her depression, sometimes there are things like, I'm going to get up and shower every morning for a month. Right. I'm going to get up and brush my hair every morning this week. And she writes them on these little slips of papers. And when she's completed it, she puts it in a jar. And she said, it helps me so much as the year goes on to see all of these little goals that I've completed. And get the jar fill up with the little notes. Stacking up. And she said, and then I just sit there at the end of the year and pull them out and go, well, if I did that last year, I can do better this year. That's great. That's a good thing. Okay. Tip number four. Now, this one is a deal breaker. Don't give up when you experience a failure. Don't beat yourself up. There's always tomorrow. Double down on getting back on track as soon as possible. Now, this is where it's important to remember that you are in a psychological warfare with your old self. Yes. Your old lifestyle nature will fight you tooth and nail. And any positive growth in any area uh, uh, is developing new attitudes and new habits. You've heard the saying that success is 90% inspiration and 10% perspiration. Mm -hmm. Tip number five, it may help to have someone to share your accomplishments and failures with someone who can encourage you and with whom you can be accountable and don't want to disappoint their confidence in you. And I will say this, sometimes your spouse is not the best. I almost wrote that in there. It's probably not somebody really close to you like your spouse. Because they may have ulterior motives for you. You know, they they can't always have a good... Well, and sometimes they don't want to hurt you. But you need someone who's going to be brutally honest. Sometimes sometimes. a sibling is a much better option. Well, sometimes sometimes it is. But you have to pick that person. And maybe you don't need that person. Maybe you don't want that. But sometimes it helps us be more accountable if Mm -hmm. we're saying, okay, I'm going to get this back on track. And it's true that in about 30 days, old habits will surrender to new habits. However, if it's an old habit that you've reinforced for a long time, 
don't get overconfident because just one time going back to the old long term will establish a habit and give it the foothold it needs to cause us to have to start the whole process mm-hmm. over That's again. absolutely right. This is the point that most people surrender to the demands of the old nature and give up altogether. Often we will experience emotions of failure and plunge back into our old lifestyle with increased fervor, creating a cycle of guilt, depression, and self-loathing. Sometimes we use this setback as an excuse to wait another year <laughs> or even another decade. Yeah, January 31st, I failed. I'll wait till 2021. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And always start your diet on a Monday. Always. <laughs> always start your diet on a Monday. Yeah, that's what we always. Yeah. Well, I'm really bad about that. Well, come Monday. I'm going to eat what I want this weekend, but come Monday, yeah. I'm going to yeah. do better. I'm going to stockpile. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Is it me? It is. I'm lost. Tip number seven. Visualize. Now, people think this is a little freaky, but it's really not. Remind yourself why you set this goal in the first place. Visualize yourself realistically at the end of the first week, having stayed on target. You know, how that's going to feel. Mm-hmm. I don't, not just don't, I'm not talking about, I mean, think about how that'll feel. I've done this a week and, I, right. and how good that will feel. You need to visualize that up front or at the end of the first month. And no matter how minimal the goal is, visualize how you will feel about yourself at the end of the year. Write down and think about how you how you will reward yourself at each milestone. One week, one month, six weeks, two months, and so on. And one of the things that I read that I thought was a really good idea um, on things like, because we've been discussing, you know, that dieting and weight loss is a big thing in the new year after you've come out oh, of the yeah. holidays. Sure. And... It says to reward yourself at like every five or ten pound interval, but don't reward yourself with food, of course. <laughs> well, that's all. I'm going to have pizza. I haven't had it and you eat a whole Get pizza. Get yourself yeah. a new pair of walking shoes, some new hand weights, something that will make you want to move a little bit further into your goal. Each time you reach one of your small goals, Buy you something that will get you a little more active. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and let's don't just get hung up on the physical part of this. Remember, there are three other areas of our life. There's uh, well, Jesus. I have Jesus to be group. careful because I can't say buy you another book because my husband might strangle me if yeah. I bring any more books. <laughs> well, <home. laughs> but anyway, I mean, there's all of those areas, and let's don't forget the other areas of the life. You know that we grow in wisdom, we grow in favor sure. with God, we grow in favor in our relationships. So we get, you know, all of these need to set goals. We just have a tendency this time of year to slip toward the, you know, we think, you know, we're thinking about and, the and, physical part of it. And maybe your thing is building a meditation room. I mean, honestly, a space. Maybe it is. People a turn place. their closet into a meditation Mm -hmm. space where they can go and be in quiet and maybe if you can accomplish 10 minutes of meditation a day you start building you a room and a space that's just yours for that quiet and sometimes maybe our poor eating habits are because we're out of harmony in the other areas of our life nobody ever really thinks about that they don't think about that maybe these other bad habits are because we're not we're not balanced in in the other areas of life so we need to kind of move all those things forward Definitely. Okay, who's concluding here? Me, I guess. Uh, now, we haven't shared some new secret method of how to be successful at, at positively altering your lives, uh, or our lifestyle, I should say. Everything we have suggested has been said by others, and we've all read or heard them at one point or another. We may even uh, have them memorized, but remember how we started. Gnosis is knowledge. Epinosis is applying that knowledge to real life. 
We truly hope this episode has given you, along with us, the encouragement to renew our dedication to the adjustments in our own life that we will make in 2020 and that that it'll make that year the best year ever. Uh, Whether we are 12 or 112, there's opportunity and necessity to grow in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God, in favor with our fellow man. As always, for the 52nd time this year, God's grace, peace, and love be on each of you, our fellow seekers. Oh, and happy Happy new New year. Year. (laughs) Did you enjoy listening to God beyond the Bible? Do you have an idea for an episode? Connect with us today. Visit our website at godbeyondthebible.com, all one word, or send us an email at email at godbeyondthebible.com, or you can visit us on Facebook. Just type God Beyond the Bible into the search bar.